What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Tray. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and welcome back to another segment of our post-game recaps. We are back with the second night of a back-to-back against San Antonio, but before we get into that, make sure you guys do follow us on Spotify at Shoot the Tray. Of course, follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore, and make sure you guys uh, listen on Apple Podcasts if that is your preference of podcasts. Make sure you guys listen to us on there as well. So let's get right into it. It was announced earlier that Kawhi was out with foot soreness. Um, I mean, just to be cautionary about it, I'm totally fine with him sitting. Don't want to risk anything, obviously, especially with someone like him. Um, it, Tyler said it just came up today, his foot soreness. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, he should be back for the Philly game. I mean, we're all going back home. We're having a nice, uh, I think, eight, seven or eight game homestand, maybe even nine. But uh, he's going to have a little bit of rest uh, before we try to spoil Doc Rivers' homecoming. Um, so Terrence Mann uh, got the start tonight, which I was really happy with. Kind of expected at this point. Um, Mook was questionable going into tonight, but he went through his pregame routine and he was later ruled out. Um, and so that meant the Clippers were going to be down for their five starters tonight. So that was awesome. Uh, the Clippers were coming into tonight were seven and zero in the second night of a back to back, and they were the only undefeated team and are still only the undefeated team, the only undefeated team in second night of back to backs this season. But I mean, going into this game, that was in jeopardy. Down four of the five starters, like I said, with Paul George being the lone starter uh, in there. Uh, the starting five tonight was Reggie, PG, Terrence Mann, Tupat, and Zubats, and. In total, the Clippers had nine active players, so that was really, really a concern. Uh, with one of those guys being Daniel Orturu, who didn't get any run tonight. So, technically only eight guys uh, got the call tonight. Uh, it was Batum, Kennard, and Coffee off the bench to go along with those starters. So, I mean, right off the start, I mean, the Clippers' defense looks solid. Uh, that's been kind of an ongoing theme for these past couple of games. The Clippers have come out uh, with a, just the intensity that they need to come out with every single game. Uh, the defense was solid um, to start uh, two Pat. Pat Pat was getting in the passing lanes. He had two early steals in the first quarter, which was really, really nice. Uh, finally getting his hands in the passing lanes, playing some good defense. Uh, obviously, he's not known for being a very good defender. He can't really move too well. But, I mean, if you get in your hands in the passing lanes, I mean, kudos to you. That was really, really good from Tupat tonight. Uh, he played pretty well tonight. I mean, you can't really expect too much from him. Uh, he had a few threes, I believe. Um, but, I mean, good, good game from Pat Pat. Um, you can always count, you can most, most of the time you can count on him, uh, to start and give you a couple buckets here and there. Um, but, uh, Paul George, uh, Paul George was really, really good tonight. Um, obviously he didn't shoot the ball great tonight, but he was aggressive, getting into the paint, getting downhill, creating looks, going up strong, uh, for the most part. There was a couple times where he went up and he was, he was just, he was looking for contact. You can kind of tell that's kind of a thing with him. Sometimes he'll just drive in looking for contact. He won't even try to finish the layup. I hope, I wish he would actually try to finish and get an and one. But, um, I mean, the same thing. The story all season has been Paul George's inability to get a whistle. He's been getting a bad whistle all season. I mean, he got fined 50K for it and it's still, he's still not getting a whistle. So, I mean, as he's being aggressive, he's getting into the paint, he's doing his thing, looking for open shooters. He's, he's, he's fine. He's, he's fine. And the shooting, that'll come back. I'm not, I'm not worried about his shooting. It's, it's Paul George, man. Um, 
Terrence Mann took a couple of catch-and-shoot threes in the first three minutes. Both were misses, but it's a great development. I mean, he's not hesitating when he's shooting the three anymore. Um, like I said, great, great development for him. He's just been a great story of the season in general. He, his development, I mean, Kenny Atkinson's getting getting those boys right up in there. Him and Amir Coffey, man, it's crazy. Um, I mean, in the first quarter, Zubots and Terrence Mann both picked up two early fouls. Um, Nick Batum subbed in early for Terrence. I mean, it's not really ideal to be in foul trouble with only nine active guys. Um, but the Clippers made it work. They really, really did. Um, the offense was really, really good all night. The ball was moving well. Um, the Clippers were moving the ball, but they just weren't hitting their threes uh, very much tonight. Um, especially in that first half, uh, they were not hitting threes at all. And like I said earlier, Zoo had foul trouble. He got two fouls in the first quarter, and then two-pack came back in. Um but another thing, I mean, especially in this last Spurs game, uh, both of these Spurs games, to be honest, the Clippers were pushing the ball in transition, and it, it's a great, it's a great development, especially when you have those young guards out there like Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey. Those guys are pushing the ball in transition. I really, really like it. Um, the Clippers getting easy buckets. I mean, you don't really see this a lot. Them pushing in transition is not something you normally see, especially from a team that's a lot older like they are. Um, I mean Rondo. I, let's let's talk about Rondo. He he will be a guy that pushes the ball in transition like that. He Rondo obviously very smart with the ball. Um, I, I I can't wait to watch him play. To be honest, I mean, I obviously I don't I'm not with the move. I don't like it. But I mean anyone that's repping the LAC, I'm always looking forward to watch you play. Uh, another story of the night: Reggie Jackson, twelve points in the first quarter, uh, came out stroking it from three. Um, but I mean. Enough can't be said about Reggie Jackson. The dude's on a vet minimum, and he's been anything. He's been nothing but amazing uh, this season. He's been super important to the Clippers, staying afloat. Whenever they're shorthanded, Reggie's always come through. Uh, so 12 points in the first for him. Um, Luke got the call, uh, as expected, with only nine active guys. Um, didn't really like what he did tonight, uh, to be quite honest with you. And I'm one of the biggest Luke fans you'll see in Clipper Nation. Uh, he wasn't very aggressive to start, um, in the first quarter, at least he wasn't very aggressive. Uh, in the second, uh, he was a lot better looking for a shot a little bit more. He missed a lot of his shots. I believe he was two for seven tonight, but I mean, as long as he's shooting the ball, um, I'm totally cool with it. I mean, he's one of, he's, he's probably the second best shooter on the team. So whenever he's shooting it, I'm, I'm not mad at it at all, but I mean, as long as Ty plays him in the next game, I'd hope it signals to Luke that. If he's not making shots, he's he's still going to get put in. Uh, so I hope Ty plays him again uh, in that Philly game. That'll be a really good game. I can't wait for that. Um, I mean, that second quarter for Luke was a lot better. He made he makes tough shots. He's a tough shot maker. Um, he had that one. He created a shot in the mid-range, fading away a little bit. Really nice shot from Luke. Uh, that's pretty much about all he did. I believe he had five points. He had, another, he had three as well in the left corner. I believe it was in the second half. Um, but I mean... Not too impressed with Luke tonight. Uh, he played about 20 minutes, I believe. Um, I wasn't too impressed with him. But, I mean, as long as he's shooting the ball um, and just being aggressive, that's all I asked from him. But, I mean, uh, decent night from Luke. But, in my opinion, I didn't really like it. But it's all good. Um, so, Jakob Pertl, uh, he had his way with the small ball lineup, uh, getting rebounds. He's finishing inside. Um Against the small ball lineup of Luke, Terrence Mann, Tupac, Coffee, and Batum. Uh, we are forced into that lineup, of course, with the foul trouble. 
of uh, Zubots and Terrence Mann came back in, but he was fine. Never really got any more foul trouble. Um, so yeah, Jakoperto had a good stretch in that second quarter, but I mean, uh, he didn't really do too much the rest of the game. And another development, uh, well, not really much of a development, but I mentioned this earlier, uh, Oturu not being able to get any run when we had run center, one center on the roster today shows how far away he is from any sort of playing time. So, I mean, that sucks in terms of his development. I wish he would have gotten some run tonight, but I understand it. You want to win this game. You want to keep the streak going. I totally get it. He's definitely not NBA ready yet. I mean, he has some, he has time left ahead of him. I just hope he doesn't turn into the next Fee Cabin Gilly. Uh, I really hope he doesn't because the Clippers traded into the first round to get him. So, I really hope uh, there's some future in there for him. But, I mean, we'll see. I'm not too sure about Oturu yet. Uh, I honestly still don't know why the Clippers drafted or traded down or traded up rather to draft him. I d- will never understand that. But I mean, Amir Coffee off the bench was crazy good tonight. A catch and shoot three. And the next possession, he's in the passing lanes, gets a steal, and he dunks it. He's really athletic along with Terrence Mann. I mean, I think it's pretty cool to say that the Clippers have some good young guys. They have some really good young talent in Terrence Mann, Amir Coffee. And depending how Turu pans out, if he does pan out, the, the Clippers, their second-year guys, are they're getting right. And that's a big credit to Kenny Atkinson, who's one of the best in the business at developing young guys. So shout-out to Kenny Atkinson, one of the best player development coaches in the league, if not the best. But the Clippers had some really, really unlucky rimouts, specifically Paul George. Uh, I mean, he was getting hacked all over the place. Uh, obviously, the story of the season with him is he's never getting any love from the officials. He got fined for it, like I said earlier. But nonetheless, he was still being very aggressive. And that's all you can ask for. As long as he's still attacking. Um, he's attracting defenders as he's going downhill. And if he's kicking it out, that's what gets the ball movement going. That's how the Clippers are able to generate so many threes. Um, it starts with a drive to the rim. Um, but the Clippers couldn't really knock down any threes. They went cold again towards the end of the second. They've been pretty much cold uh, the whole night from three. They haven't been able to knock down any open threes. And that was pretty much the story of the first half. But we go to the break. Um, I believe the Clippers were down four or five. It was like 64 to 59 or something, 65, 59, one of those two. Um, but PG came out in the second half, and he, he was scorching. He was scorching. He came out, shot four or four, had a couple of threes in there uh, to begin the half. Uh, and another thing to note that was pretty, really cool, that was really cool, was PG reached his average number of shot attempts, which is 16, four minutes into the third which is really, really cool to see. It's just, I saw, there's some, I, I pointed that out on Twitter, and people were in my mentions, they're like, oh, 10, uh, or, um, once he got to 26 shot attempts, that's what it was, sorry. Um, his average number of shot attempts is 16, but he had that four minutes into the third. Paul George shot 28 times for the game, which is really, really good to see. But once Paul George had 26 shot attempts, I put out a tweet, I was like, Paul George's willingness to be this aggressive and shoot 26 times uh, thus far, especially when your best player is out, is really, really good leadership. It's leading by example. It's showing his willingness to be aggressive and to want to be that guy that leads you guys to a win. But I mean, and then some people were in the mentions. They were like, oh, blah, 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 10 for 26 isn't cutting it. And I was like, well, would you rather him be two for three? And just not shoot the ball at all? Would you rather him be 2 for 3? Or would you rather be him be 10 for 26? You know what I mean? Just showing his his, assert, his assertiveness to be that guy to try to win the game. But 
Paul George was great tonight. Uh, I I don't care what you say to me. Paul George was really good tonight. Um, but Terrence Mann, he's he's a good NBA player. I've seen enough. He's good. He I I'm so glad. Uh, I remember uh, Mark Thompson tweeted this on Twitter. He said, "I'm so glad Terrence Mann wasn't traded for George Hill or something stupid." And I totally agree. I honestly think that Terrence Mann could sustain this play. Teams in the playoffs are going to make him shoot. They're going to let him shoot all day. But I, I would feel comfortable, uh, somewhat comfortable at this point, letting Terrence Mann shoot. And the, the the rest will take care of itself. He's a legitimately good NBA player, getting rebounds, going coast to coast every single time, finishing at the rack. He's really, really good. Um, the third quarter, the Clippers held the Spurs to only 13 points. And that was really, really cool. The defense was really good in that quarter. Uh, the Clippers offense looked good as well. Um, going into the fourth, one thing I did not like, uh, this was on Ty Lue, was PG and Terrence sitting at the same time at the start. I didn't really like that, but I understood it since Reggie Jackson was so good. Reggie Jackson was in with like Luke, uh, it was, it was like Luke, Amir, Reggie, Pat Pat, like Batum or something, or like Zubots or whatever. It was just a lineup without PG and Terrence and or Terrence. And I didn't really like that. But, I mean, Reggie was scorching hot tonight, so I get it uh, in hindsight. Reggie was making some huge threes in the, down the stretch. He had a 1-3 fading in the corner. With it. That was just like a complete heat check. He was just he was feeling it tonight. 5 of 10 from 3 from Reggie tonight. 28 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, But another thing that was kind of floating around on Twitter was... Paul George took about 19 shots at the rim, but it took until that 19th shot attempt for him to get his second and third free throw attempts of the night. Just let that sink in. I, and he, it wasn't like he wasn't going strong at times either. He was definitely going up strong at times. He was just not getting calls or whatever. It's, it's frustrating, but I mean, there's nothing you could do except complain and just get fined and put that on repeat, but there's nothing you could do. Um, I don't know if they've sent clips to the league yet, or if they haven't. Uh, they should definitely get on that, or Paul George should just start flopping. I mean, I've seen that float around on Twitter as well. Paul George should just start flopping. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be mad, but <laughs> to be quite honest. But, I mean, do you guys think Reggie Jackson found out he was starting five minutes before tip-off? I mean, that's like the thing where if Reggie is like really, really good and he scores 20-plus, it, that just means he found out he was starting five minutes before tip-off. And if you guys don't know what that means, the Celtics game where Kawhi was a super, super late scratch. Reggie scored like a season-high 22 points, I believe. 22, 25 points, something like that. And it's just like an ongoing thing where if Reggie Jackson finds out the game plan two minutes before tip, he's just really, really good. <laughs> so that was really good. I was happy for Reggie. I mean, veteran minimum, you can't really... You can't, you, you can't, you can't complain. He's been crazy good. Uh, but uh, this team, this team's fight, the intensity and the fight in this team while being shorthanded is unmatched. It gives me 18-19 vibes every single time I watch this team play without, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, PG. More so without Kawhi, because, I don't know, it's just something without Kawhi that makes the team, like, it just fires them up or whatever, and rightfully so. I mean, when you're without your superstars... Or one of your superstars, you're gonna want to play better. You're gonna have that fire. You know that next man up mentality or whatever. But story of the game, Reggie Jackson, uh, crazy good, crazy efficiency tonight. Uh, like I said, 28 four and four for him, five attempts from three. Paul George finished with 24, a season high, 13 rebounds and four assists. Um, I was really really happy. 
uh, with the way Paul George played, even though some people were harping on his shooting. And I totally get it. I mean, he had a poor shooting night, but I mean, you got to respect and you got to appreciate his aggressiveness to get downhill. Like I said, would you rather have Paul George be two for three from the field or 10 to 26? I'll let that sink in with you. Um, double double for Terrence Mann, 10 points, 11 rebounds. That's four in a row for your boys. The Clippers hit 31 tonight, 30 and 16 record. So that's awesome to see. Finally hitting their stride again. They're continuing their run. The Clips keep their undefeated record in the second night of a back to back at 8 and 0 now. And we're going back home, ladies and gentlemen. We are going back home to Philly to take on Doc Rivers and the 76ers. I would think Rondo plays, but I know he's been dealing with a bit of an injury of his own, so hopefully it's not too serious, and hopefully he's able to get out there, because we're going to need him. We're going to need him. According to a lot of people on Twitter, we're going to need him. So, I mean, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, we'll be back with another post-game recap um, after the Philly game on Saturday. Um, if you guys did enjoy the podcast, make sure you guys do leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And leave some feedback on Twitter, just at me, or comment under some tweets, at TreyLAC underscore on Twitter. I really do appreciate all the love and support. Thank you guys for tuning in, and go Clippers.